is going on everybody this is scruffy city sports and i am your host norm coming to you with another episode how have you been how's it going it's hard to believe we're essentially in the middle of march the the time flies my friends it flies by and i don't know what to say about it but it it flies by we're at a uh, kind of a penultimate part of the uh, basketball season for the basketball balls over there uh, later this evening i'm recording this on sunday march the 12th later tonight around uh, i don't know if it's eight o'clock or six o'clock but we will have selection sunday the vols will figure out where they're going who they're playing and what their seed will be uh, for the nc2a tournament and listen let's since we're talking basketball let's just jump into it the vols played uh, Thursday and Friday was it Thursday and Friday or Friday and yeah it's Thursday and Friday uh, in the SEC tournament over in Nash Vegas if you got to go over there I, I hope you didn't book for more than Friday because the Vols made a quick exit they played Thursday game one against Old Miss uh, I hope you had your mustard bottles with you if you know you know on that if not Google it. That's all I'll say. Vols won uh, against against Old Miss. Norm, slow down a little there. Uh, Seventy to fifty-five. Uh, everybody, everybody played pretty well. Triple J had a great game. Vescovi had a great game, uh, and and that's all you can say about that. Then we moved to Friday. Can't say that much about Triple J having a great game Friday, but hey, you know, back to back games, they're going to have to do that next weekend in the NCAA tournament. So maybe they just took Norm's advice and said, hey, we're going to throw up a, a, a goose egg. We're going to not really try, make a valiant showing in the first game, and then go from there because. That's what I've been preaching for a couple of weeks now, that who cares about the SEC tournament? We won it last year. There's no point in repeating it. I don't feel like a quick it's quick exit in my basketball expertise was going to affect our seating one way or the other as long as we didn't get blown out, and we didn't Friday. We lost that game 79 to, or yeah, 79 to 71. I thought our offense played really well. Norm, it sounds like you're a little upset that we lost. Well, you know, you get in the heat of it. You, you start watching it, and you never want your team to lose. Obviously, I'm not out here rooting for, you know, Rick Barnes and the basketball program to lose. I, I just, you know, I got invested. I got emotionally involved in the game, and I wanted us to win. But I've been saying for weeks, you know, I throw the hoopies out there. Who cares if we win or lose? So, we lost, and, and, you know, I was in my fields for about 15 minutes, and then I was like, well, we get a full week's rest, and then we'll be back at it again next week. So all that to be said, basketball, I will um, put at the end of this podcast, or I, I don't know, I'm not going to do a special whatever podcast, but maybe this week I will try and do a Missouri preview for the ba- baseball team later in the week and in my later of the week episode i will put our seating and who we're going to play or who we could play and and that kind of thing toward the end of the week but we will find out in a few short hours i just didn't want to wait and record it like eight or nine o'clock at night so we're recording in the afternoon that's where we're at just between us friends listening to the podcast so all of that to be said how do you feel i'm going to pose a question to you the listening audience 
are you going to let this whole basketball season, you know, we went 22 and 22 and something. I don't remember the number exactly. 120 games again with Rick Barnes. That's kind of become the norm as it is over there on the hill for the basketball program. Are you going to let the season, you know, are you excited about the season or are you going to ride on the NC2A results? I know from, you know, my extensive listening of sports radio and, and deep diving into the internets, things like that. Uh, the, the, the best I can tell is this fan base is really divided that, you know, I'm not saying that people are saying Rick Barnes needs to go, but I think we're getting Rick Barnes fatigue. Norm, what do you mean by that? Well, I'm old enough to remember Philip Fulmer when we fired the man for winning nine or 10 games a season. You know, we just got tired of that. He could never get over the proverbial hump and win that big game. He did win it in 98, but then we kind of, you know, things started flustering, and we could go down that path of did, did Philip Fulmer just have an excellent coaching staff? Yes, he did. He had a really good coaching staff. And then, you know, what what is what leads to that? But I think that there is a large number in this fan base that have Rick Barnes fatigue. And I'm telling you, while you can be upset with Rick Barnes, who out there is going to do a better job in the regular season? Look, I'm here. I've been on this podcast. I have, you know, it's about the climb. I've sung Miley Cyrus to you. I've talked to you about it. it's the journey to get there. Enjoy what we've got. I remember when UT basketball where you could get into a basketball game with a can of green beans. You could sit in the nosebleeds. They literally had the 300 section roped off with curtains so you couldn't see it on TV. They would come in after like the under eight break in the first half and tell you you could move down and sit with the prominent donors. That was a real thing before Bruce Barnes or Bruce Barnes. <laughs> Bruce Pearl got here. So I'm just telling you, be leery of trying to just send Rick Barnes on his way. I get it. I get frustrated with him. He's set in his ways. I, I get that. I, you can be very upset with him. But I'm telling you, if you rip that Rick Barnes Band-Aid off and start clamoring for another coach somewhere, we could go back to the Druthers. And I'm telling you, things over on the hill, football's popping basketball's popping tony valls has got it rocking over there we we don't need one of the big three programs and i'm not taking anything away from lady balls basketball i just don't watch it or the softball program the softball program is 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 top five i'm not taking anything away from those but for me on my podcast I'm, i'm concerned with the big three you know, baseball, football, men's basketball. You know, if, the, if there's a time and a place to talk about that other stuff, you want to come on here and chit-chat with me about softball or ladies' basketball or track and field, volleyball, swimming, water polo, whatever other sports they've got going on over there, I'll talk about them. I'm just not knowledgeable about those sports, so I don't. I choose not to talk about them. But listen, please do not go put a you know, for sale sign in front of Rick Barnes' house. Don't sign up a U-Haul for him yet. Just pump the brakes now. Some people can say Zakai got hurt, or some could say he should have had a backup point guard. I, I'm with you. I see both points of that argument. I'm just choosing not to write this season off just yet. This team could, you know, I don't foresee it happening. I just want a sweet 16. I want two wins next weekend, whether that's Thursday and Saturday or Friday or and Sunday. Whatever those days are, I would make it to the sweet 16, and then I will be a very happy camper i will be excited i will move on and do exciting things with the basketball program and then i will full dive into baseball which i've pretty much got like eight of my ten toes 
in the baseball waters. I've got two little ones hanging out. My two little pinky toes are still in the basketball water. And then we will jump over. But all of that to say, go Vols go, win a couple in the in the in the two A tournament, and then I'll be excited about it. That's that's where I'll be. Now, let's jump over to baseball, shall we? All right, baseball team had four games over on the hill this week. They had a midweek contest with Boston College and then a three-game set that was played on Friday and a doubleheader on Saturday due to inclement weather that we're having today. It rained a lot. I I think they probably could have got the game in, but it is a little chilly outside, a little rainy, and hey, why not play two and have an extra day off for the spring, spring break kids over there on the hill for the baseball team? So... Let's jump into it. If you did not watch this game Tuesday night, boy, did you miss a thriller. It was a great baseball game. Uh, we did not get – oh, I was going to do a sound effect. Hold on. Hold on. While we're we're all hanging out and being friends here, we're just chit-chatting all together here as I do my finger flutters and we talk about ASMR things. I really want to do an ASMR podcast. I feel like that would be fun to do an ASMR podcast as we're all sitting here and you get the anyway uh, I was looking for a sound effect I'm still looking for it I've got the thing pulled up here why can't we just find the sound effect I'm looking for All right, I was just talking about getting out the moving signs in the U-Haul for Rick Barnes. We might have to get him out for Tony Vitello, my 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 best friend, my BFA, Anthony Vitello, over there on the hill. They lost a midweek game, and my goodness, that's that's one of like less than 10 that Tony has lost midweek games in the six years that he's been here. But I am here to tell you, pump the brakes. It was a barn burner of a game, back-and-forth matchup between Boston College and Boston College said, hey, you know what? You all are a top five program. We're coming for you. And that's that's what this baseball team is going to expect from everybody from now until the season's over. Everybody is gunning for us, for, for our mojo, our swag, our BDE to the extreme last season, the way we played baseball. I'm here for it. And I'm here to tell you that them losing to Boston College – uh, seven to six in extras, so we did get free baseball. It's not going to do anything but help this team going forward. Now, Norm, you've told us this. We've lost three games this season. We only lost nine last year as a team combined. I don't care. I really don't. This team is not last year's team, and, and you as a baseball fan need to accept that. Now, I think this team has the potential, the potential to be better than last year just don't go off the record itself. I feel like our bullpen and our pitching staff is even better than it was last year, if you can believe that, without Redmond Walsh there. I think our pen looks superb. I think we have just got to figure out, we've got to stop playing this, any, mini miny mo out in the outfield. We need to get our lineup set. And I think moving Maliahuna to leadoff is really solidified that and help that and will help that going f- further or going further in the future. Sorry, when SEC play starts next weekend, 
I'm here for it. I'm not upset about it. Listen, Boston College came in here and they threw their Friday night starter against us during a midweek game. That should tell you all you need to know about this game. They're coming in hot and heavy. We have got a big target on our back. Target on our back is probably not the proverbial word. We have a bullseye on our back for this baseball team. And taking one on the chin, I've, I, it looked like to me watching the game that the, the team was just flat. They didn't have a lot of energy. And, and listen, we're not throwing a Chase Dolander, Chase Burns, or Drew Beam on a, on a you know midweek start. We're throwing our guys to help them develop to become Friday, Saturday, Sunday starters in the SEC. So while, you know, we had a chance to win, I feel like we had some base running blunders that happened in that game. We're going to learn from that, and we're going to grow from that. As long as we don't see these things repetitively happening in the SEC conference play, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Now, look, I've told you before, that the stat that I'm extremely concerned about with this baseball program is runners left on base. We left eight of them against Boston College. And it came back back to bite us. This was a back-and-forth game. Norm's player of the game. I know I said I don't want to do players, but I, I, we'll do players, I guess. Christian Moore uh, was three for five. I also think he had a home run. He did have a home run to tie it uh, late in the game. All right, now that we've talked about our player of the game for the Boston College uh, game that was Tuesday night, let's, let's just dive into a little Gordon Ramsay action and do this right here. sound effects heavy today aren't i but let's just talk about it sorry i cleared my throat on the air there apologies my one big concern for this baseball team and and we've talked about it i just touched on a second ago was was runners left on base it's it's lob if you're a baseball person uh, base runners men left on base however you want to say that and this team is 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 doing it at a high rate of speed, I feel like, even though I don't think the stats are saying it, maybe it's just my eye or maybe it's just it's frustrating to me that they continue to do this. But my one big knock was Tennessee had a chance to win this game in, in the bottom of the ninth inning. Blake Wheels Burke, that's his new nickname, that man's got a set of wheels on him, legged out a triple, was originally called out, but somehow managed to get in under his hair of his chinny-chin-chin chin there. Call was overturned. Blake Burke's 90 feet away on third base. We've got no outs, and we're unable to get him in, all while Boston College is playing with five infielders and two outfielders. It's just frustrating. I know that, you know, Anthony over there, Coach Anthony Vitello, is going to get that worked out and figured out. In the moment, I was really frustrated. But, again, I've said this since we started talking about the Boston College game was I feel like this is really going to be a good, positive thing for this team going forward. Last year's team, which everyone, all of you bandwagon, band riders, however you want to call it, that have jumped on this Tennessee baseball bandwagon, need to understand that last year that team never got punched in the mouth, ever. They always won. They could be down by six, and you just always thought they were going to you know, daddy had it and, and win that game. But this year, this team's different. They're still trying to figure it out. You know, they've only played, what are we at, 17 games now so far. And, and again, they're all new position players. They're all new everything, essentially, other than the pitching staff. They're still trying to gel together and work things out. You've seen that with some uh, 
you know, outfield blunders, I'll call them, some infield miscues. Not really so much the infield, it's the outfield. It's just a hodgepodge of guys trying to, you know, see who wants to win that competition and be that everyday, you know, right fielder, center fielder, left fielder, and, and we're just piecing it together. So you've not seen that cohesionness. Uh, you know, we're better together in corporate America would say. But I think this is going to be good. It's just a midweek loss. It's not a conference loss. It's not the end of the world. You do not have to, you know, go out there and do one of these numbers. You know, you don't need to have your iPhone, you know, going off for an emergency broadcast of some sorts. You don't need that to happen. It's 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 okay. Don't push the panic button just yet. This is not, you know, a, a last game of the season situation just let, just yet. We're really only, you know, not even, I guess we're a little over a third of the way through the season maybe uh, or coming up to that after next week. So, so don't push the panic button. Please don't push the panic button just yet. Just give give them a little more time. I promise you it will be worth it. All right. Now we've talked about Boston College, and I've hit my stride here. Let's uh, talk about the three games against Moorhead State and then wrap this puppy up. Gosh, did you all like that little Goku drip action there? That's you're a Super Saiyan, Dragon Ball Z fan, Dragon Ball Super, sorry, is what that's from. But that's that's what we're going for there. I know you're like, Norm, what in the world are you doing? And I'm just like, wow. just pushing all the buttons over here. And I'm so sorry, but I, you know, whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. I think that's how the meme goes. And you all are just over there in the background going, Should I stop? I really don't want to stop. I'm really, I'm really feeling myself right now. And you all are just like, where's the Gordon Ramsay? All right, seriously, we're gonna stop. All right, let's put an end to it. All right. So Tennessee played Moorhead State Friday and then two games on Saturday, again due to the weather on Sunday. We already talked about that, so we will push forward. Friday night's game was B-A-N-A-N-A-S Bananas, Gwen Stefani. Tennessee won that game 23 to 4. And let me tell you, it was one of those Oprah Winfrey, you'll have a car, you'll have a car, or LeBron James, not one, not two, not three, not four. Tennessee hit seven home runs in that game, tying a um, all-time stat, tying a program record, I guess is the word Norm's going for there. If you want to go down with the list of who had home runs, Mally Ahuna hit two. Zane Denton also hit for the cycle, had a home run. He would hit for the cycle and have a home run. That's how that works out, Norm. Jared Dickey hit one. Christian Scott hit one. Dylan Dryling, one of my new favorites. And then Kavaris Tears, who I've been a huge fan of for a long time now. Uh, Anthony Vitello last season said Kavaris Tears had one of the prettiest swings, and he does. I am all for Kavaris Tears playing in the outfield every day. Give me some Dylan Dryling, uh, Griffin Merritt, and Kavaris Tears in the outfield, and I will be a happy camper. I know you're saying, what about Jared Dickey? We'll figure it out. They'll, they'll figure it out. Coney, uh, Coney. Anthony, it's his new name. If you listen to last week's podcast, I'm now calling him Anthony Vitello. He will figure that out, but man, what a first world problems to have to have all these guys swinging hot, hot bats and not know where I'm to put them in the lineup. But let me just read you some stat lines. Maui was two for two 
with three walks and five RBIs. Have yourself a day. Uh, Griffin Merritt was one for three. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. If I had to give a player of the game, because we're really wrangling in here to player or players of the game, I'm going to go Maui and Zane Denton. Anytime you're hitting for the career or program fifth cycle in program history, you've got to be marked down for that. Zane Denton has been clutch all season long. I am a big fan of his. Glad he came back home and is no longer a, a bammer jammer down there. Big things. I think he is is only going to shine. He he looks great in the cleanups or clean off cleanup spot, uh, batting fourth. If you're unfamiliar with that term, he's doing really good. Chase Burns, Odoe, not Chase Burns, Chase Dolander, Doe uh, went five and two thirds with eleven strikeouts and three walks. It looks like he's walking people a little more this year. I don't know if that's people have a better scout on him or maybe it's just early in the season and he's not figured out. Uh, as a staff. We had 15 strikeouts uh, to only four walks. And again, uh, Doe, Chase Dolander had three of those. No worries at all in this game. It was fantastic. Everybody was swinging a big stick, and I was here for it. And I did say stick. Do not get that confused. Uh, Tennessee also had four hum- home runs in five at-bats in the bottom of the third inning. It was just, whoo, Jimmy's and Jacks were being hit all day long. Uh, let's fast forward over to two or this first game on Saturday, uh, which was a two o'clock tip. If you wanted to know for that, it wasn't a tip. That would be first pitch. Had basketball on my mind there. I'm apologizing. Uh, Tennessee won this game as well, six to nothing. Blakey bombs Burke. We changed it from wheels to bombs. Had a home run. Griffin Merritt also had a home run. And my man Dylan Dryling, the true red shirt, true freshman. He's not a red shirt freshman. True freshman. Dylan Dryling also had a home run in that game. Uh, Blakey Burke also went three for four, had two ribbies on the uh, on the evening as well. Kavar's Tears was also on a tear. He was two for three in that game as well. He is doing big things, and I am here for it. Big fan of Kavar's Tears and Dylan Drowling. They are my new favorites. And if you're keeping stats at home, uh, Blake, Blake, it is Blake. Sorry, I had a moment there. Blake Burke is at 21 career home runs for Tennessee now. He is 19 shy of the record. Uh, and 20 away from breaking the record. I'm not sure if he'll do it this year. He's already at eight this season, so I I guess it's possible he could hit, you know, what would that be, 20 more home runs this season? I don't know. It's it's possible. We've not gotten into league play and seen all that, but, you know, crazier things have happened, but I'm here for it, and I will continue to give you the Berkey Bomb update weekly. Uh, Did I give you the score of this game? Tennessee won six to nothing. Really good. Chase Burns, who I get confused with Chase Dolander. The both chases there. Uh, he went six and two-thirds, 13 strikeouts to one walk. Uh, a staff as a whole had 16 punch-outs to one walk. It was good to see Camden Sewell come in and, first, and faced his first batters of the season. He faced two batters in the bottom, or the, yes, the top of the ninth, sorry, uh, and both were strikeouts. His stuff looked really good. I'm excited to see Camden back on the mound for us again. It's just another, you know, tool in our tool belt, as corporate America would say, another weapon in our arsenal. Probably should get away from the weapons and the arsenal stuff after the Alabama rant I went on a few weeks ago, but I think it's okay. Tennessee's safe to say on that. So anyway, that was the first game, game two of the series. So that's we've got our series win there. Let's fast forward to the night cap that was Friday evening. Tennessee won that game six to three. Drew Beam went five and two thirds innings on nine strikeouts to one walk. He did allow three earned runs. 
it's okay. It's all right. Malia was one for four. Not a lot of offense in this game, even though we had that. Uh, Griffin Merritt was really our, our player of the game if we Norm had to give one for this one, and I did, so I did. He had two home runs on the evening, and Malia Huna had one solo shot on the evening itself. Tennessee's doing big things. Uh, I kind of wanted to give you this stat just for comparison. You, you might have heard me talk about Kavar's tears. Tears for fears and like Norm, where's this kid been? Well, he's not. He's he's really not played a lot. Just being honest with you, but for the series, Kavar's tears was five of ten, with one extra base hit and one RBI. Or I'm sorry, one extra base hit and one home run. He had two RBIs. The man hit five hundred, slugged nine hundred, and was on base five hundred percent of the time. That would give you an OPS. A four one dot four zero zero, which is just superb, superb. Griffin Merritt, if you want me to give you a couple of heavy hitters here, Griffin Merritt was five of eleven. He had three home runs on the weekend. Zane Denton was a four of nine. Man, these guys are tearing it up. I'm excited to see this program or this baseball program going forward. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about league play that starts this weekend, and I'm so excited. I think I'm going to do a preview podcast later this week, just teasing it just a little there. Who knows how that will do? I don't know. It could be terrible. It could be great. I'm going to record it because I use it as my you know therapy session, but you don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. Anyway, Norm, you're getting a little ramble heavy. It's okay. All right, so here's some season stats. I'm just going to just briefly just overview these. I know... I'm trying to gauge how many stats I want to give to you. Uh, Your batting average leader for the team right now is Blakey Burke. Uh, He is hitting a cool 400, which is just superb. Like I said earlier, he's got eight RBIs. He is also your team leader in runs batted in with 24. He's also your team home run leader with eight. He's slugging a cool 877, and he's getting on base 459. A dot or 400. You know what I mean by that. Anyway, I'm really excited about that. Zane Denton would be your next guy, batting 346. Uh, just for comparison, Kavar's Tears, uh, he's not played a lot. He's only had 16 total plate appearances, but he's got hits in eight of those, and he's still batting 500. Now, again, that's just a small, 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 small sample size at 16 plate appearances, uh, but that's really good. Dylan Dryling, another name that you heard me mention earlier, is batting 346 with 26 plate appearances. He's got nine hits, uh, two bombs. Man, this team's going to be fun. This team is really going to be fun. I'm excited about league play. Just, gosh, I'm super excited about baseball. I'm so excited I probably was going really fast, and people will be like, Norm, slow it down. Slow it down. Do a little this for your internet speeds. For all you – oh, it's not done yet. That got a little long, and I'm sorry. It got a little obnoxious. I apologize for all you Gen Zers that listen to the podcast. That was dial-up internet that we had back in the day when I used to use AOL and AIM Instant Chat Messenger to hang out with all my friends and chit-chat with them. Uh, That was like Twitter before Twitter was Twitter for all of you non-knowing people. Uh, Briefly, I really want to talk about something else that's happened over there with this baseball team, and it starts a little like this.
it's about the new home run celebration we've got happening over on the hill. I love the Darth Vader hat and the lightsaber. Those pictures look fantastic when it's dark in the dugout and you've just got the, you know, the red lightsaber lit up and the Darth Vader mask. It is spectacular. I'm all for it. I know I touched on it briefly last week on the podcast that I'm going to have to go out and buy a Darth Vader mask and lightsaber, but I'm here for it. You know, I think it's, it's a clean slate. You know, Anthony said that Anthony Vitello, follow along, all of you people going, who's Anthony Vitello? Coach V, uh, when he, you know, he shaved his beard after the first, you know, the loss out there in the MLB cut, whatever it was, tournament that I never could get right. Clean slate. I, I like it. I am here for this team getting their own identity. You know, they've still got enough moxie and swag. Christian Moore's got enough moxie and swag to, to fill up two Drew Gilberts, it seems like, with some of his stuff. But I'm here for it. They need to get their own identity. While I, I, I'm, I hope they respect, they're still doing the Drew Gilbert whatever that thing was he does on second base they're all doing that we've even got crane kicks from zane denton when he's a triple i'm super excited i'm just i'm fired up about this baseball team i'm really excited for basketball to be over i just it's it's hard when you're a one-man band talking about basketball and basketball's not your jam so hopefully after next weekend or maybe two weekends if we magically make it to the sweet 16 but that's another story for a different day but um, really excited about the Oscars later this evening. Also excited about the Last of Us finale that'll be this evening as well. Uh, plan on getting old Jeremy, uh, my regal buddy, on here to talk about the series as a whole with the Last of Us. He doesn't know that, but we've talked about it. And so, Jeremy, if you're listening to the podcast uh, today, whenever this comes out, uh, I'll get my people to talk to your people, which is me texting you <laughs> tomorrow at some point in time. And we'll, we'll work that out this week because I am ecstatic. I don't know where we're going. If I had one knock on the show, and I know I didn't even buffer music, the pop culture, anything. Coming from the video game, there was a lot of zombies. A lot of zombies. So far in this show, not a lot of zombies. That's my only knock on it. But other than that, it is, gosh, it is fantastic, fantastic, fantastic just oh man that show does this I came in like a bella ramsey and pedro pascal bella ramsey after episode eight last week oh man that girl's got some acting chops pedro i'm gonna miss getting a double dip of him with the mandalorian each week but it is what it is as they would say everyone that's the podcast i have rambling on and i don't know why just because I just love talking. I get talking and I can't stop. And that's just that's just how it happens. But I love each and every one of you. I have no idea what song we're going to go out to this evening. I'm pulling it up and looking for something right now as I do that. We're probably going to do something off Molly's new album. Have you listened to Molly's new album? It's pretty good. I, I'm not going to lie. She, uh, I don't know how to, <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say there, but I stopped myself because I just don't know where I was going and I needed to stop myself, but it's fantastic. I'm a big fan of Molly Cyrus, uh, and, and her music. It's really good. So we'll probably play something of hers. All right, here, we're going to play something out from Molly's new album. I know she's a big Tennessee fan. She's, she said, Norm, just why don't you play the, the demo version of Flowers, which I really like better than the OG. Uh, that's just Norm's hot take on that. I understand if we're looking at Spotify views, the other one has like 672 million, while this one only has 1.8 million. But, or actually, I'm sorry, it's got 2.6 million. Uh, but I really like it. So we'll play Molly out. I'll give you a go of all's go at the end. And then um, 
like I said way earlier in the podcast, uh, I'll do a midweek thing. We'll talk about Tennessee's bracket, who they're going up against, where they're playing, how much I probably don't care, and then we'll give you a Mizzou podcast Thursday or so this week. Until then, everybody, I'll see you in the future, and I love each and every one of you. And as friends, I really want to do an ASMR podcast. Goodbye. We were good, Molly. We were gold. We were gold. Kind of dream that can't be so. Gosh, this version's so much better. All right, everybody. Please go check out Molly Cyrus's new album. She would love it if I told you that. And I will see everyone in the midweek. Until then, I love you. Goodbye. I don't want to leave you. I didn't want to lie. Start.